We have a real quarterback competition on our hands, and that Spencer Sanders injury worry may have been much ado about nothing. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for making the Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Hey, we've got a real quarterback competition on our hands. Lane Kiffin addressed it in his post-practice press conference. The Spencer Sanders worries that everybody had that was circulating around the um, fan base before spring appears to be much ado about nothing. Um, From what I heard, he threw the ball very well. Um, But as he builds up through spring, we're going to have a real competition. Lane Kiffin says that he has until the fall plenty of time to figure out what's going on. Now, he was also glowingly impressed with Jackson Dart and said he worked a lot during the offseason. He's throwing the ball better. Um, So we'll see exactly what he does as well. But the main thing is, honestly, some people owe me a little bit of an apology, I do believe. Um, People arguing about quarterback competitions and things back and forth. I I think I'm owed a little bit of an apology um, because, you know, you guys said some things. But anyway, I was right all along. Um, This quarterback competition is real. It is going to be big, and it is going to be insanely huge for Ole Miss over the next month of football. Remember, there are, I think, four open practices before the end of of the line. Saturday, 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 Saturday. That's the way it's going to go. There's three practices per week. It's Tuesday, Thursday, open practice on Saturday. And you do that, you have the spring game on the last one, and then there's three more practices after that. They finish up, and they get ready to go. Honestly, I think that is a brilliantly um, planned out way to do this. I know they're doing it because of the concert in Vaught-Hemingway, but having those extra practices, I think last year would have done Jackson Dart a ton of good. And if he'd have had those three practices to come back instead of sitting with that bad taste in his mouth all the way through summer workouts – all the way until the first day of fall, um, that I think would have helped Jackson Dart out if he was able to go back on the field the following Monday or Tuesday or whenever it is and kind of get those bad vibes out and get ready for the offseason because you can script some things to help out that quarterback's confidence. But this quarterback competition, you know, Chris Lowe, did a story where he only mentioned Spencer Sanders. Two or three national media people have only mentioned Spencer Sanders. Jackson Dart, I think, should be the prohibitive favorite for the starting quarterback in in the Mercer game. That is just my opinion. But he should be the favorite right now to do it. And he's the only quarterback that can potentially win it in the spring. But like I've told you probably a hundred times, he has to take care of the ball. He has to get rid of the ball quickly. He has to run the whole offense on all parts of the field, and he has to limit turnovers. He does those four things, he will start. If Spencer Sanders does those things better than Jackson Dart, he will start. 
And if neither one of them can do it, Walker Howard is going to slip through the back door and win this quarterbacking job. There's three quarterbacks that all have a chance to do major damage moving forward. That game against Mercer is going to be a big deal. This just cannot go into the season, by the way, though. It can't. You're making $9 million a year, Wayne Kiffin. You cannot do that again. That caused the growth to stall on so many different players. It would, Looking back on it, you can see how it was not a good thing for the team. And then you mentioned the stuff that happened with Auburn at the end of the season. Now, like I said, the end of the year, I'm not even going to hold that against the football players because that was almost sabotage. It just was. It, it was it was sabotage at that point, and when it didn't work out, it just it just happened. But Lane Kiffin has taken a more serious tone as January has turned into February, and you can see that he's kind of like it looks like he's really locked in to what he's doing. And we talked about this with Kara not too long ago, and. That is a major step. Now, I do think on the Rebel Road Trip, there's some hands that are going to need to be shaken and some babies that are going to need to be kissed. If he does that, he has a chance for all to be forgiven. I mean, it is. That's just the way this works. But if he goes out in the fall and throws up a 5-7, and seven, it's all going to go back to that. Let me give you an example. David Cutcliffe, one of the most successful coaches in Ole Miss football history, David Cutcliffe um, interviewed for the Kentucky job in 2002. Pissed some people off. And they were desperate to try and get rid of him. The problem is, the next year, they threw up a 7-1 SEC record and a 9-3 overall and went to the Cotton Bowl and won. And Eli's, you know, they celebrated and everything was good or it seemed that way. The problem is, there's a certain group of people and they have a very long memory. So the next year when Ole Miss threw up a four and seven, they were ready to pounce. And that's when you heard the chancellor of the university say, we will not accept mediocrity at Ole Miss. And you will run that coach out the door. Now, I'm not either for it or against it. The point is they have a long memory. So if Lane Kiffin comes out and throws up a five and seven this year, you're going to see some backlash for it. Just period. That's just the way this works. If he goes out and wins some games, they're fine. They're all good up, good with it. The thing is, the Auburn situation as it stands just basically just remove the benefit of the doubt for Lane moving forward. As long as he wins and does what he's supposed to do, Ole Miss fans are going to love him. But as soon as it turns, that rope is going to be much shorter than he even thinks it is. So that probably is why Lane Kiffin has taken more of a serious tone. The reason he's gone out and gotten these quarterbacks to try and make sure everything is where they need to be. All the talent on this field, they've assembled it all. So there's not really an excuse moving forward that you can make. This quarterback competition and these next month of football practices is going to mean so much for this football program. And it has nothing to do with the practice being able to beat Alabama. It's nothing about that. This is big picture stuff. You need to be in as good a situation as you can be at the end of 2023 because in 2024 it gets real. Live bullets, expanded playoff, Texas, Oklahoma, SEC expansion, new conference schedule, 
So many things are going to make this more difficult for Ole Miss moving forward. You need to be in the best position you can be in at the end of 2023, period. If you can do that, you have a chance to be really, really successful. I mean, can't really complain too much about that. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And yes, I realize that in the state of Mississippi, you have to go to brick-and-mortal casinos to gamble on sports. But if you go to Memphis, if you go to Jackson, if you go to New Orleans, if you go to Delta freaking Louisiana, you can bet with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So you can bet on money lines, point scores, three day, threes drained. And plus, they even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. There's also a Locked On Women's College Basketball, which is going to be extremely relevant this week. Um Brantley Sanderson is going to be on the show Thursday to talk about the Ole Miss-Louisville NCAA tournament game. We'll have to hear what he has to say about that. He's been on the show previously. Should be a lot of fun. Anyway, I'm sorry about the herky-jerky nature of this show. I had a doctor's appointment um, yesterday. I had to get back and get this recorded. I wasn't able to prep as much as I would like to. So it literally was. Find the three stories of the day and kind of run with them just because I had an appointment in Tampa. So I do apologize about that. So Jared Ivey and his very first question in his press conference was asked, I don't know, think about Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit. Um, if he had put on weight, basically, you bulked up. And Jared Ivey's like, well, no, I didn't necessarily do that. I kind of weigh, this, weigh the same. But what I've done is I've turned that baby fat into muscle. I've kind of transformed my body. And one of the issues that was said, and Lane Kiffin even spoke about this yesterday as well, the coordinators leaving were big, but maybe not as big as Wilson Love leaving for Oregon and then bringing in Nick Savage and you had to relearn everything you need to do with offseason program. These are the coaches that are with the players the most and you need them. And now that Nick Savage is in year two and his plan's firmly in place, players like Jared Ivey are seeing the benefits of um, Savage's work. I'm sure other players are the same way. And you, you hear all the time, bigger, faster, stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. And in a lot of cases, you know, people can make fun of that, but in a lot of cases it's true. The problem is you can get bigger, faster, and stronger, but everybody else is getting bigger, faster, and stronger too. So the advantage that you think you should get from big, big, bigger, faster, and stronger 
it's not as much as you think it would be. It's just the way it is, unless the other team's just kind of resting on the laurels. If they do that, you have a chance to gain on them quickly. Otherwise, it's a very incremental growth and almost just kind of keeping up with the Joneses because all of these teams are doing whatever they can to maximize what their bodies can do, and just period. But there's only so much they can do. I mean, it's just the way it is. But Jared Ivey's body transformation will be quite interesting. Ashim Young talked about what happened at the end of last season. He mentioned that they didn't just finish. They needed to finish better. And, you know, we're going to give them a benefit of the doubt because the players are not going to say that, hey, all this outside noise got to us. It just really affected the way we prepare. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to try and be some way that sounds honest. Not necessarily that they are, but some way that sounds honest. And one thing that sounds true is finishing. But we'll see exactly how this goes. I, I, I'm really I'm really excited to see what Ole Miss's football team looks like. What is the team transformation from 22 to 23? Especially defensive, which they described Pete Golding today as almost a serious silent assassin or something like that. And, you know, he's not so, so much a jovial person. He's more about getting his business done. And you can honestly see if he's that way, you can see why he got along so well with Nick Saban. But I'm interested to see what this defense can do. We're going to have people out at Saturday's practice, um, each one during spring practice, if we can. We, I mean, we've got them scheduled, um, but we're going to see exactly what they are going to do and what they're going to look like. They're going to look for the quarterback position. They're going to look at zip on the arm. Are they throwing the ball in the middle of the field? They're going to look at stuff like that. I'm going to give specific questions of things that I think that we need to look at and and that fans are interested in. Not necessarily, hey, he threw the out route today. or he th No, it's not going to be that. I want to know if Jackson Dart, during practice, is throwing the ball over the middle of the field, specifically in between the hashes. I'm, I'm unbelievably interested in that. I'm interested to see. If Spencer Sanders throws the ball with zip, I want to see him throw from hash mark to the out route on the other side of the field. I want to see real zip on his throws. He's not the most accurate guy in the world, but neither was Jackson Dart. So we'll see which one can handle that moving forward. And I want to see how well Walker Howard adapts to this offense. And if my suspicions of him running it similar, similarly to Matt Corral are correct. That, that is going to be very interested to me. Anyway, should be a lot of fun. In the last segment, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about one player that is withdrawn from the transfer portal. And it's actually a pretty big piece as somebody that knows the offense, somebody that is in position to play, somebody that can help Chris Marshall and Trey Harris alone, and that wide receiver room, especially on the outside, will be greater than it was before. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and also, of course, comment and upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Hey, if you look back there, 
You can see our tidbit came in, our little, the addition to the set we've been waiting on for weeks. Um, it's going to be set up to have rankings, scores, all of that stuff that's going to flash in the background and will serve as a way to make your experience indeed a little better. Also, join our subtext community if you don't mind. Um, go in there. Our, the link is in the description down below. Click on that. There's a free trial with it. Sign up. And what happens is when something big happens, we will send out a text message to you. No more camping out on message boards. We will let you know stuff that you need to know. We're not going to overemphasize stuff. We're not on a quota. We're not anything like that. We're just going to tell you what we think you need to know. Simple as that. Anyway, Braylon Brown has officially removed himself from the transfer portal. What that means is, yes, Braylon Brown could go back into the transfer portal in May. This is not something that's a done deal. It's not order. But what it does mean is Braylon Brown is officially eliminated from being able to transfer to an SEC school this year. I do not expect Braylon Brown to go into the portal, though. And I do expect that his presence will help Trey Harris, will help Chris Marshall. And those players will make Braylon Brown better. Braylon Brown came to Ole Miss from Florida. As a four-star player, he was the, I think he was the 2020 recruiting class. He it was some kind of weird class going on. But whenever you talk to Corey Burton, who did breakdowns of players at that time committing to Ole Miss, he mentioned specifically how impressed he was with Braylon Brown's route running and his ability to make off-platform acrobatic catches. Now, Braylon Brown's problem at Ole Miss seems to be the routine catches, but he does have the ability to make the impressive catches. And if he can firm up, do what he needs to do, he's exactly the type of person that at a minimum should share reps with Chris Marshall. I think Trey Harris is going to be the dude anyway, but Braylon Brown has a potential to start on the other side of the field. All the athletic ability in the world Really great wide receiver. He just needs to unlock the routine. He just needs to lock in all the time. He just needs to be there when it gets mundane. Be ready for the ball when he's not expecting the ball. That, that is the next step for Braylon. Really good player. He has all the athletic ability in the world and could be an absolutely fantastic wide receiver for the Ole Miss Rebels. Trey Harris. Super physical guy, he's going to be big time on the outside. But the other side becomes the question because you have Braylon Brown, you have Chris Marshall, you even have somebody like Jordan Watkins who may be in a slot, may push out wide. You know, we'll have to see exactly how the wide receiver position is constructed, but I do think they might be a little bit outside the box with this team moving in 2023. I, I just do. It's, it's one of those situations to where there's athletes that can play many different positions for Ole Miss. You have wide receivers. Like, take Jordan Watkins. He can play both outside positions and the slot receiver. That is somebody with the versatility to play all three. And understand that all three of those positions are slightly different. They all have their little idiosyncrasies. Um, they don't change sides of the field because they want to go fast. So you do have to be able to play you know, field receiver and um, tight receiver. But they are going to be a little bit different um, with what they do, depending on whether you're right-handed, left-handed, stuff like that. This game is a relatively simple game, but it can have little idiosyncrasies 
if you're not careful, that you're just not aware of. Right-handed players can struggle on the left side because the left foot becomes the plant foot. So all of a sudden you're a tenth of a second, a, tw- a quarter of a second off on your break to the inside. And if that happens, that could screw up the timing on the whole play. So you do. You almost have to be ambidextrous a little bit with your get-offs. If you're, you need to be able to plant on both feet. You need to be able to do the things that you need to do and catch the ball. You have to show that you're reliable with your hands. Trey Harris has at Louisiana Tech. I'm interested to see exactly what he'll do at Ole Miss. But then you have Braylon Brown, Chris Marshall. And Chris Marshall, the amount of talent that that young man has is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if you look at his highlight, it's, it's Laquan Treadwell is all over his game, like pre-injury Laquan. But Chris is going to have to mature quickly as a football player. I'm not even talking about his person. I'm talking about on the field. If he does that and gets on the field and starts making plays, that's when it could be special. That's the re- another reason this spring practice is so important. You mean know, Braylon Brown and Chris Marshall, that just became one of the top five position battles during spring camp. Getting ready for fall ball. I want to see Michael Trigg and um, Caden Priestcorn. I want to see if Michael Trigg goes out to a slot receiver. The quarterback competition, everybody knows about that. The running back competition for second and third back before the beginning of the season is going to become the dude. It, it just is. Defensively, a new scheme is being put in by Pete Golding. Somewhere in between a 4-2-5 and 3-3-5. Depending on the Jack linebacker, which currently we do not have. But they will find somebody to do what they need to do. Players like Jared Ivey, Cedric Johnson, J.J. Pegues, Joshua Harris. On the defensive line, they have a chance to be really good. I'm telling you, I'm excited about this football team. I think Chris Lowe did a, hey, what if college football had a 64-team tournament? And then he started going through the seedings in their bracket. Ole Miss was listed as a four seed. That's in the top 16 teams in the country. And according to him, he's only played two rounds, but he has Ole Miss in the Sweet 16 playing Georgia. So I imagine Ole Miss is about to go home. But still, the respect is there is the point. Everybody sees what's going on. Everybody knows that the end of last season was a fluke. And all Ole Miss has to do over the next couple of months into fall camp is tie everything up. They have the talent in place. That's It's at the point where excuses aren't really going to be a thing. The defense could be a little bit clunky. But I do expect them to turn the ball over of the other other team. It's going to be really interesting. Anyway, I do apologize for this being so short. Like I said, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and that kind of ate up my day a little bit. So I had to throw this together, and I hope this is good for you. I, I'm really fired up about the tidbit back there. Um, it should be a lot of fun as well. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, 
Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Also, there's a Locked On Women's College Basketball. Check that out this week as it is pertinent. Also, Brantley Sanderson will be on the show tomorrow talking Ole Miss and Louisville women's basketball. Um, hope everybody is having a great Wednesday. I hope you do whatever you need to do to enjoy it. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.